Welcome back to Religion Relations, guys. I think this is a dope day to be doing this. What about you? Uh, we're back in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. It's a good day. Today's actually, um, it's been uh, snowing lately here in Chicago. Which I'm not a big fan of. Not a big fan of at all. Yeah. Uh, it was like, what, like, I think it was like 10 inches, 12 inches. I don't know. It's ridiculous. All I know is every time I step out of a car, I got snows in my shoes, no matter if I'm wearing boots, Sperry, running shoes, slides. It'll matter. There's always snow in my shoes for the last two weeks. Yeah, soggy socks. Uh, don't make <sighs> a happy camper. I'm going to be honest. Don't get me started on that. My floor does like bunk wool. I'm getting snow in my shoes all the time, and I never feel my big toe by the end of it. Oh, is that the uh, football game? Too? Yeah, the type of football. Ah, oh, it's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, no, I'm all right. Uh, the uh, it's it's good to look at from from the dorm, you know, from Amen. outside the window. Amen. Just watching it fall, it is definitely a magical scene, and you see the whole city kind of blanketed with snow, and nobody's on the road, which is extra spooky as well. But um. You know, but going outside and play, that uh, that's not the move. It's not it, bro. We too old for this stuff that anymore, bro. It. Yeah, I ain't even grow up in the snow. Back hurt, too old for this. knees hurt, knees click clack. Yeah, they clicking Go, all pop, the time. Pop, snap, snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're back with another episode of Religion and Relationships. I'm Bradford, and I'm Miguel, and we're super excited to be doing this once again. Uh, talking about the things we think are really dope and really interesting. I know we had talked about that often. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding what it does for our beliefs how our beliefs affect our view of it and how it affects how we interact and do life together yeah and we're do, we're doing a little bit of a different format this time not as um <clears throat> ooh, excuse me voice crack um not as formal as it mm-hmm. was you know like kind of like a q a and and thing but it's just like no we're just going to talk because life happens and the gospel, as as I heard from somebody, the gospel spreads at the speed of light, mm. or something. And it was okay. it was just like I, was, I thought that was really catchy. So um, yeah. we're just gonna talk. Um, we want to introduce different uh, segments. We definitely want to do that book um, book club. We have a few books coming on tap that we want to get into. Uh, Miguel's very excited. I am so excited. <laughs> I don't. I got books lined up from. White men, black men, Hispanic, women. It, it's been All dope. Voices. It's voices. been really dope reading these books, whether it's for class and like academia or whether just personal growth and the pursuit of knowledge. Yeah. And honestly, it's it's really important. And I'm talking to myself here, but it's really important to read because, um, oh, yeah. you know, we, we're having we have all kinds of voices, as, as you said, black, Hispanic, white um, women, men, all of it. it everybody's moving and trying to figure out life. And as they figure it out, they, they write it down and they pass it on to the next generation. And we are that next generation. Yeah. Um, and to read the perspectives and opinions of our peers is is paramount. It's really important. Um, yeah. So 
actually recently um, our uh, Moody Bible Institute, lovely Moody Bible Institute, has given, uh, because of Saunders Week, they set up a booth of all the books. Uh, rel- not all of them, but most most of the good ones. The usual popular ones that, yeah, that are sell. either, especially separating into genres and categories, books for children, books mm-hmm. for parents to read to their children. New books have been released from professors or those outside, or just classics such as um, Orthodoxy, Pilgrim's yeah. Progress. Uh, Spurgeon, um, mm-hmm. Tozer, uh, and um, uh, there's one I'll, I'm missing that I, I just bought the book too. Mm-hmm. But yes, they um, Moody Publishers did um, do a fifty percent off for for Founders Week, and it I was blessed with a lot of books. For I think I I got um, like three or four books for fifteen twenty bucks. That's int- and yeah. and just to point this out, if you're a Moody student listening right now, if you just log into Moody Publishers with your student account, you always get the fifty percent off. Mm-hmm. But it just makes you buy it quicker when you see it in person. In and person, you do the and you're able to feel it, like, open it up, read a little bit of it, and um, you know, just see if it if it was for you. But now Founders Week is over, so you're uh, gonna nice. have to go online, go online, or go in the store somewhere, um, and feel it for yourself. But um, yeah, so we want to do this book club, and we want to definitely try to, you know, just just see. Uh, what books we're reading and so so you guys could maybe get gain insight on like oh man i never heard of such an author and it sounds really good or mm, i'm not gonna read that <laughs> mm, yeah <laughs> uh, i think even if it's something you don't really um agree with it's still worthy of re- uh, listening oh to. definitely mm-hmm. like our, our friend david gave us his book uh theology of the body or something like that is that what it's called <laughs> Uh, something like that. Yes, and, theology of the body, and it's it's from it's from a Catholic saint or I guess Pope, pastor, whatever you want to call them, and he talked. It's just on the topic of the body, theology, and it's clearly from a, a Catholic perspective, uh, or Catholic perspective, I should say. So it must be taken with a grain of salt, first and foremost. But I think we can learn from it, we can grow from it, and we can take parts of it, because again, they, there is truth in Catholicism, but you do have to weed it out through a lot of the. A lot of things you can't hold true to as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's interesting. Um, and it's it's good to hear, especially from from different um, types of Catholicism. I'm sorry, um, Protestantism. Yeah. Um, even Orthodox. You mm-hmm. know, it's like everybody has a different view of the same thing. You know, yeah. So a uh, different perspective, and it's and really it's, interesting to see. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, no, it, it's insane. Like you're totally right. It's many of us are working with the same OT, and we we're, we're we interpret it differently, or we view the promises and the truths in it mm-hmm. in different lights, and it all depends on our view of the man Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. or the God man Jesus Christ. For some, yeah, the foundation of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Um, after after the book, I'm sorry, the book, book club. club, yeah, we we also want to do world news, Christian yeah. world news, um, as well. So world news and Christian world news because I feel like, um, we don't really have a proper way to gain insight on what is going on in the Christian world. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of obviously there's a lot of websites and and things and. But just to, just to kind of congregate it all and say, hey, be praying for such and such people or 
um, hey, or this this is how it's going to affect us as Christians, um, yeah. or or whatever, what have you, whatever it is going on in the world. This whole Ukraine conflict, COVID nineteen, the you know electric boogaloo, all that. Um, LGBT, <laughs> LGBTQ, yes, uh, and plus, plus. and it's mm-hmm. it's interesting because as believers, we don't exclude ourselves from interacting with such things. We understand in light of our beliefs, in light of the Bible, in light of Scripture, in light of what God has called us to, in light of the conviction the Spirit gives us, how do we move forward and honor such conversations of these things? Yeah, and love, because uh, mm-hmm. that that's love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. Um, for you know, and if if we're going to be um, spreading the gospel and loving others, um, we have to understand how they feel, what they're thinking, yeah. you know, and, and meet them where they're at and be able to say, hey, there's a there's a better answer. Um, there is the answer, <laughs> the only answer. So um, we're, we're going to look into trying to do that. So mm-hmm. like, look, so things are going to come down the pipeline. And um, that's why we took last semester off. We were trying to kind of get things organized. Um, starting a podcast is easy, but like actually maintaining, maintaining and then it. Adapting, is, changing, realizing, yeah. okay, maybe we don't want to create this type of environment maybe this isn't the room we want to be speaking in yeah how do we shift the room in such a manner that's one appropriate for what we've already started two honoring to the listeners and three i mean and that should really be a first but allows us to speak about god and about the world in light of who jesus is yeah what that means for us yeah and 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 in a way that is understandable and relatable to others Mm -hmm. you know and we're, we're growing um as as from the jump from the first episode, we were like, "Hey, yeah. you know, we're 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 young and we're we're changing. We're um and we're trying to make this to where the dream was. We're trying to make this to where, um, you guys grow with us. Mm-hmm. You know, as we gra- gain an understanding, you guys grow in understanding. And yeah. being here at Moody Bible Institute is, has been such a huge blessing. And thank you to all the donors who showed up to Founders Week and who continuously give to Moody." Um, making this possible Um, it's it really is a blessing um, to be here Um, but um, what's coming down next is uh, black history month is coming up yeah and it's crazy to think about but there's so many so many emotions Mm -hmm. that come in the topic or the month of black history and so much portrayal so much way people go about to celebrate it or talk about it or teach it or get get learn about it Mm mm-hmm it's interesting because uh, I remember being back in Miami. It was something that we talked about, but we talked about it in a different manner because we lived it daily. It was something that wasn't history. It was still very much here, present, in the sense of the things we experience, things we live, are going to be part of the history we get to tell when it comes to our black lives, Black History Month. And it's, it's interesting how the classrooms taught it then and even even when we were growing up, when we were in elementary school, the things they could do and could not do, mm-hmm. and talking to kids now and, and high schoolers and middle schoolers and elementary school students, when you ask them about certain figures or certain people, the things they get, they, they're learning about these, these historical figures, and then even the things you begin to read when you begin to dig into them, when you begin to dig into Malcolm X more or Martin Luther King or um, what's the lady on the bus? Uh, Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it, it slipped <laughs> in my mind. It, 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 but it's just, it's interesting. And then current figures who, who we talk about and we see as they get, as they come to light, as they become more popular, or the people who have lost their lives because 
they just happen to be black because that's that's a part of it that that bleeds into the things that we still haven't been able to get rid of since we haven't let go and it's definitely more nuanced um you know the way we're 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 thinking about it we think about Mm -hmm. it in a very um one one or maybe even two-faced way where it's just like it's either this or this and it's and it's not it's it's very dynamic and uh, coming here, Moody is a majority majority white campus, which is you know I'm not no complaints, um, but exactly what what Miguel says um, was saying is coming from Homestead, my Homestead, Florida, Miami, um, it's that's not that's not the case. You know, it's all Hispanics, um, Latinos, you know, um, and Black, African American, and then or, the white people who are there who's lived in life with us for so long that it's they've been able to actually understand yeah and it's and it's sometimes it's not even understand it's just they just live life like like it's supposed to be and and Mm -hmm. so being down there it's a different context um so here here up here in chicago uh we we've entered the actual war we've entered battle it's like coming from from i mean not not like Racism doesn't happen in in Miami or or um, even Homestead for that matter. I mean, um, Miguel, you yeah. had a run in at one time. Yeah, it, it was it was super weird. I never thought in my own hometown I'd be called a racial slur with a hard ER. Um, and it, it was it was really interesting because for the first time in my life, I was like, hmm, I don't even want to be in my hometown. Yeah, I want to escape somewhere that's more. And it it was one interaction that was enough to be like, man, this truly is dog water yeah and and it's scary yeah um so so coming up here um it we've we've now entered this this world where it's like okay you're black and i'm white and i understand that mm-hmm. you know and and you know i try to come come with like a clear mind clear conscience you know like everybody's the same until you start getting looks and 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 it's and it's not and this is where the the nuance is because people could have bad days Course. right um people could have like okay um you know they're not they just don't want to they just want to interact with anybody so you wave at them and they just kind of look away and all right that's fine that's fine i can discount that yeah i, I can benefit of the doubt. but when it happens over and over again you know now it's just like and then and then you hear a story from t- from one of your classmates saying oh yeah i had this racial encounter with such and such person you're like wait such and such person actually gave me this weird look you know <laughs> yeah you know and, and let me let me ask because i think both for our peers on campus and for our, audi- our our listeners who do come from predominantly white areas um first let me say we don't believe that you are dealing with malintent every no, time sometimes like you just look and it's mm-hmm. awkward to acknowledge that you just made eye contact yeah that's reality yeah but then let me ask let me ask you red because uh, i have i've have quite a few friends or at least one peer specifically who asked me all the time what is it about the look that that causes frustration or that causes just pain what it is is you're not you're you're not you're not giving me credit mm. and and i'm not saying credit as in like oh i did such and such thing give me credit it's it's like you don't give me the same regard you don't treat me with the same regard as um somebody who was just behind me and you waved at them Mm. you know and and it makes you it makes you think like okay maybe something is wrong with me 
you know mm-hmm. maybe maybe i'm thinking um maybe i'm thinking too hard about this it's like wait no i'm not like like this is this is what's going on this is how it is but okay. i think what the issue is is that um again we come from a different context interesting um coming from homestead uh it's a, it well when i was growing up it was a smaller town you know, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, so when you see somebody you're like, yo, what's up? You know, like everyone knew everyone, or at least acknowledge yeah. everyone, because there's always a chance you will see them again. Exactly. And 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 the thing is, like, especially in St. Croix, um, that's that's um, where my mom's from. And we go there all the time. Everybody says good morning, good evening, good night, you know, good afternoon, whatever, when they walk into the tourist place. Mm-hmm. So I, I walk into, um, let's say I go to Starbucks. You, you try to bring that back here, right? Yeah, and because and cause I've been taught, um, even though with a lot of resistance, I've been taught every time you walk into a room, say good morning, good evening, good afternoon, mm-hmm. whatever. But it's just like, it's not the same here. It's not. Mm-hmm. And and to bring that is, is and to expect people to abide by that and understand is is not what is, what's going to happen. And it's you're, my heart gonna, it's, it's going to get broken. Yeah. You know, so it, it's definitely difficult. So when I when I came, especially um, since my mom lives down there again, and and I visit there and stay there for a long time, I'm conditioned to come back, and I'm like, oh, good morning, uh, oh, good afternoon, and when nobody re- responds, it's just like you look around, and you're like, what the heck, you know, yeah. like what did I do? And then you're like, oh, a different context. I'm now in a new setting. Exactly. And that's that's the nuances of of multicultural lifestyles it's and i don't mean multicultural like you as an individual are multicultural but when you step into someone else's culture or a culture or or a place that's predominantly of similar background it's trying to understand okay they're not doing it from malintent Mm -hmm. it's just not normative to their culture and that's fine there are Mm -hmm. norms and taboos that we live by that's part of black history month is learning the norms and taboos and understanding things that went on then that were normal and okay with Mm -hmm. Aren't always normal and okay now. Yeah, um, and there are things that we do now that prepare us for the future to never repeat the the things of the past. Yes, and and it's I think it's paramount um, to understand, you know, what that Black history is not something. At least this is this is the way I think about Black history. Mm-hmm. It's not to it's not to segregate ourselves and and say oh give me give me credit and and give me my uh, 40 acres in a mule, you know, it's like, no, it, yeah. what it is is saying, hey, remember, just like the God, God, you know, like, hey, remember, remember the promises, yeah. remember the things that took place Rem- and that I had recorded for you now, the church now. Yeah. The and the Old Testament. And, and now it's like, as black people, it's like, hey, remember, let's, let's, let's paint a brighter future, you know, like, let's come together. Mm-hmm. But I think what happens is, is, is it gets blown out of proportion. Um, yeah. and, and a lot of, uh, you know, and I've actually have been called, um, uncle Tom, which apparently it's not what a lot of people think it means, but what does it mean? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the full story. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I thought it was like it's uncle. uncle Tom's cabin and uncle Tom mm. as, as, um, from, as I've been explained and when I got called <laughs> an uncle Tom one time, it's, it's like, oh, you're catering to the white man. You know, it's mm. like you're not you're not black. You're you're just X Y Z. You know, you're you're the, you're, you're the op. 
you know yeah. you're the opposition you're like an oreo yeah yeah you're not you're false mm. you know um but apparently that's not what it means and i don't know i have to read uncle tom's cabin to understand what uncle oh, tom is I but yes it's gonna be our book yeah one, maybe yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, apparently it's a short read so um but you know but what i what i've been understanding is like hey especially as a christian we're, we want to unify we want to we want to <laughs> hey we're not our identity is not in our color our identity is in christ yeah you know when you had when you were baptized you died to your former self and you arose you rose again in the newness of christ brought into this different family yeah yes not forgetting who you once were as paul reminds us mm -hmm. but it's it's remembering who you once were and living light of who you are now and and now that you're this new creation mm -hmm. um you you act as you are as, as if you're you live in this body and that that notice how it doesn't say oh uh not if you're black or white or jew or gentile it's unity it's it's, it's, it's the body in christ of christ. Or out of christ yeah and and we take some people um take black history into like you you guys owe me i'm black and um and i'm proud and and which is all right yeah that's good it's good to be proud mm -hmm. but it's not good to make it your identity um, which brings, which brings me to like, you know, and that's difficult to say, that's like, I think it's, it, there's merit in, a, in viewing it like, yes, part of who I am as an individual is me being black, but it's not the ultimate decider of who I am. No. And, and I think what the issue is, is that we lost who we are as a people in this generation. Nobody mm. has, um, has, um, a clear answer of who th what their identity is in mm. you know um and yeah. the problem is it's like it's exactly what we were saying before um i think in another episode briefly but um lgbtq plus mm -hmm. um that's their identity yeah like when when you come across somebody who um like lives and breathes that like and it, if you even cross the line it's hate speech and yeah you almost you they won't go inside you are you are now an enemy you and know it, yeah of the it, highest order it's and and you see some crazy you see some crazy youtube videos about people like like really attacking people because they feel mm -hmm. like they're being attacked or or and not even not only that but like uh peta you know um you know those are the the animal activists great you know save the animals and that's great but when it's your identity man and mm -hmm. and it's just like you're putting human emotions and thoughts into these animals and and I, it's like you're tr you're going like to the wit's end to save an animal and whoever talks against them is not losing it's like they want to they want to throw buckets of paint on you or or what you know <laughs> like like that's insane yeah. that's insane so it's like what the, where is our identity yeah like as as a culture where is our identity we, we shifted we all, the way we do it I think if you look at philosophy, it helps out a, a bit, but we're answering questions. It's no longer like how do we interpret the world, but it's how the world interprets us. Like what I do defines who I am. Mm -hmm. It's not who I am defines what I do. And, and it's, we've, we've flipped it. And I, I, it's, a, it's a large understanding of the postmodern movement. It's, what I do, what satisfies me, what makes me happy, it defines who I am as an individual. And it makes sense how we've, we've become so quick that I am black defines everything about me. Um, mm -hmm. 
it is a part of you and it, and you live in light of it because it affects the way you walk in this world. Yeah. But it doesn't define what you do. It just gives you characteristics of who you are. Yeah, it sense. gives you it gives you context. Gives so you context. so 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 we're Christian in a black context. Me and you exactly. and Miguel we're black. Um I'm lighter black than you are. You're a Latino black. You know like it's yeah. different context. Um, which, you know, uh, again, I'm, I, I want to talk about the, uh, um, student group that we have here on campus called Embrace. Um, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a, Embrace brings a lot of challenges, um, uh, being black on campus and, and talking about being black on campus. It's like, it's, it's almost like people just, right when you say, oh, black student group or Embrace and here, here's what it is, people start thinking, oh, BLM. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you guys are activists, and you guys mm-hmm. are black and proud and and ignorant, you know, and all that stuff. And it's just like all these negative things. It's all just like, these no. stereotypes and and popular beliefs just mm-hmm. starts getting thrown. Yeah, and and it's like it's like no, that's not what we are. It what we are is just, and and it's crazy in and of itself. Like that to the point of like we have like having a having a um a group that caters to black people is is strange Mm. um i don't know what the percentage is but i know it's under 10 percent i think it's under even seven percent um of black people on campus so coming here again um when when we came here i was trying to bring this um this new attitude about being black and i felt as though, hmm, I'm going to, I'm not even going to think about it. Honestly, it's not in my forefront of my mind. Like, I come from people who everybody's black or everybody just treats each other like the way they should be treated. And it gets to a certain point where I, I was like, why do I feel empty? Mm. Why do I feel, hmm, I like, I, I feel like I can't relate to anybody. Mm. Like, and, and, and I find myself, like, just kind of, roaming the halls or the tunnels or just going from class to class not being able to like really form bonds and it's because whoa i don't have anybody that talks like me now now not saying not saying oh all black people talk the same Mm. or all black people have the same background and Mm -hmm. uh, and this like the same upbringing around that's not the case it's just having somebody that i'm able to relate to on on just just talking to yeah. Or just, just the um the way they think. Like we come from the ghetto. <laughs> you know, like I'm 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 I came from like the suburbs that sat by the ghetto, but you know, after after I was homeless for a little bit, um, I lived with Miguel as as many of you know. And mm-hmm. I it was it was the ghetto, you know, and yeah. it, and it's just like everybody talked the same and we were able, we knew where we, everybody stood. But coming yeah. here it's a totally like like it's the exact opposite. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because I hear you in a sense of when I, I mean, I'm an already of a floor that is predominantly white. There's probably one other person who's Hispanic on the floor, and maybe three or four people of, of color on the floor. And it's interesting because even with them, I don't relate. It it's this sense of having someone who's who, is in the same context of, of life or just humanity as you. That can walk with you as you're transitioning into this predominantly white evangelical sphere mm-hmm. of education, and and I I say that term 
not to say this isn't meant for everybody, but predominantly the people who do this type of theology and way of living are white evangelicals. Not to say, again, that this theology is wrong or that it's the dumb theology. It's just to attribute the main group of people who do it the same way when you say the black God is preaching. It is the black churches that preach in this mannerism. The same way that theology done in this mannerism or this context, as we've been saying, does it this way. And it's understanding how do we shift and how do I still have someone who can walk with me during this shift who can relate to the things I'm experiencing or the difficulties I'm having as we prepare ourselves to be able to do theology in this new context. Yes. Yeah. What is that? W- like, mm. how do we do that? What exactly are the steps in order to do that properly? Mm. You know, and, and being, uh, being, I am, I'm the n- new vice president of um, this embrace group. Um, and it's, it's exactly that trying to figure out how can we incorporate Christ in being black how can we incorporate Christ in in educating people on what it means to be black, mm-hmm. and how can we make it so it's a uni- unifying um, effort, and to it's a unifying group instead mm-hmm. of a diversive, um, um, dividing segregating factors once again. Yeah, like to where everything's exclusive, and all we do is spread discord um, mm-hmm. instead of um, trying to unify everybody, and and everybody like even even when you get um the black students together um to as a general counsel or as in an event uh, it's interesting because everybody else everybody comes from a different part of the u.s um exactly. pretty much people from chicago people mm-hmm. from homestead from kendall mm-hmm. from north dakota mm-hmm. from the suburbs of chicago it's it's so interesting how we all relate in the sense of feeling displaced among our new our new area of life mm-hmm. and yet there are times where we can't even relate to certain things yeah and it's just like oh this is this is what it means to be black in homestead mm-hmm. and then tomorrow's like that is not what it means to be black in ohio yeah. <laughs> you know and, and and it's 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 definitely brings its challenges definitely and i think i think if we look at history yet again uh, black history month more precisely and we look at two key figures such as martin luther king and Malcolm X, X, Mm -hmm. two different belief systems, two different approaches, and yet without either one of them, things would have been radically different. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's interesting. And this is where we learn from. This is where we grow. This is where we figure out, yes, we're going to do things differently. Yes, we're going to have different attack processes or procedures in the way we do things. But we both, we, we all need to understand that we're, we're pouring into this together. Yes. And if we can't do life together, do live in the overall culture with our individual context and different backgrounds and cultures, it's going to be super difficult to be able to create a space where this doesn't keep happening. Mm-hmm. Um, where we don't keep having black students coming to campus, people of color, whether Asian, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. But for the overall benefit of the community, when they arrive here, they don't feel displaced and left out yet again. Yes. And it's difficult because you always have the first year of, of homesickness and not understanding the norms of taboos. But it's it's a way of – it's difficult to say. It's a way of not changing the way Moody does things, but changing the way Moody helps their students Thanks. of color adapt yeah. and be welcomed into community and have their voices heard when situations do arise or 
they don't agree with certain things and having a conversation in a manner where, yes, we still disagree at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but at least you know where I'm coming from now. And and I, Moody is in no way perfect. Agree, um, agree. And and there's a lot of things I'm I'm trying to trying to do uh, this change embrace and because we have a lot of things on on our our shoulders as as a student group, mm-hmm. um, just to cater to the black people and feel like we need to keep them to keep keep them here because we have a high turnover rate um, yeah. amongst the black population. And so just changing the way we, we approach that and what what it, us as Embrace uh, mission is and what we're focused on. Um, because a lot of the things that, that we're focused on that right now and that we're, our mission is, is really what it's the school's um, job. Like, you yeah. know, like, hey, Moody, you have to have um, a division or a group, uh, sec- section of faculty that is catering to the black black population that are black there's only one black counselor which is like crazy to me because it's just uh, yeah okay let's say let's say there's i know there's about 25 or 30 black students on campus right now Mm -hmm. um that live on campus Uh, i think it's about that number and And that's just like people who who identify as being black, whether that's yeah. Afro-Latino or full-on African-American yeah. or a person of darker skin. Yeah, just dark, dark-skinned brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but to go into, like, can all of those people go to one therapist? You know, one... 25 like, to no. 30 people meeting weekly with the same person. With the same person? And it's, it's no. Like, it's not possible. And we've recently had an issue... Um, and and this in this issue brought up a lot of uh, issues on Moody's side that that I guess goes under the radar like nobody really thinks about it mm-hmm. but it happens is somebody was called um, the hard R you know yeah. they weren't called the hard R but they were it was it said was by their presence and they were a person somebody. of color and it it was used by someone who sh- who who's white greatly appreciate yeah who's white who's white it, it and and it's just like. Was that okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and what the issue was is, like, this person was so upset. So he was, he was, he was crying. I had to talk to him. I mean, you and me and mm-hmm. uh, some other people tried to talk to him. And we, you know, calm him down, just make him, make him see, um, I guess, reason in a way. Because when you're furious. a place where he can understand. Understand. Where we yeah. can have a conversation. Yeah. And and it was it was interesting because what this brought up was he in that conversation he he said I just I want justice I want it immediately like and I want to talk to somebody it's what followed after that sentence he because he said I but I don't want to talk to anybody because I know it's gonna get swept under the rug like many things have in the past yes I don't want to bring it up yeah and as people of color in leadership on campus us mm-hmm. uh, vice president of embrace and then an RA of one of the Culbertson floors, it was interesting to to think, man, I had the ability to speak up and have things work a little differently this time around. Mm-hmm. How do I do it in such a manner that is one, honoring to our view of justice, but two, also honoring to our context view of justice. Yes, Moody's view of justice. Exactly. And, and being Christian. And and I, I know this as, as a black man in Homestead, in, in the um, culture of Homestead. Mm-hmm. Or Miami, when you, and apparently it's the same for this student as well. When mm-hmm. somebody respect, okay, let me let me respect back up. Respect in general 
is a totally different ball game amongst blacks and amongst whites. Like yeah. they blacks, the way we handle respect is is um very physical. Can, it can get physical, or it there's like there's payment. You know, retribution like, must follow. Yeah, like there is something. There is something that is that is said, or or done that that you paid for what you did, right? But for um for whites, it, at least living in the white context and and actually working in it and and doing whatever, if somebody does something and and doesn't respect. Let's say let's say I had a I had a coworker and he wasn't was disrespected. They they either find somebody who is who is above the person, to you know like hey I file a formal and complaint, just, go yeah. through the proper channels, and I will get to get my justice that way. A systemic approach to it. Yes, it's 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 systemically done and it's Not done in very the, civilized quote yeah. unquote you know and but but being in the hood like you step on somebody's shoes and you don't say sorry it's between you and me bro it's just like like if you don't if you don't apologize now now you have disrespected me as a person and now we might have to get physical Mm -hmm. you know and it's crazy because like um be going into high school that's what it was i'll never forget i was in the i was in the lunchroom and somebody was, um, I heard somebody raise their voice. And, and they're like, bro, you better you better stop. That's all I hear. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, this guy gets up and starts launching his fist. And the other guy throws off his shirt somehow and launches his fist at the same time. And they were fighting. And what I found out was they were fighting because one kid was joking too much about the other person's um, um, sister. Mm. Just a little bit too much. And he was like, "Bro, you better stop." And and it's like, it's like, okay, you didn't heed what I was saying. Now I'm gonna get my justice for disrespecting me and my sister. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's how it is. But so here in here in Moody, he he was ready to fight, like legitimately throw hands because and that's how it gets. That that's how retribution. How th- that is how you rectify a situation. Yeah, that's how you get justice. Like mm-hmm. if even it's like even if I lose, I I defended my honor, and I I wonder where that's come from because I don't think that's something that's engraved into our DNA from birth. No, it's, I think it's, it's something that's been taught from looking at history, having the situation happen over and over. This is the only way that things actually get resolved. Yes, it's it's the culture of um of at least as we know Homestead. Um, Homestead, Miami, um, and I could say in probably in most um, most uh, inner city inner city yeah. places, uh, like even in Chicago, if mm-hmm. somebody disrespects you, there you can't trust the cops. You know, there's no you can't call the cops because and be like, they oh, can't do nothing without yeah, evidence. They can't. No one's gonna give them evidence. It's like I, they can't do anything. They can't do anything. First mm-hmm. of all, but second of all, I'm not trying to get shot. Uh, third, I'm not trying to get somebody that I know arrested because I know he's packing something illegal. Or you or know, he got boys who watching his back. Yeah, like, yeah. Or 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 four, I'll be labeled a snitch if a cop comes rolling my house. And if you're labeled a snitch, that's a whole different ballgame. It's over with. You but, taint it. Just dip, skip it on time, bro. Like yeah, and and but here is like so this this student felt like there was no justice. Mm-hmm. There was there was nothing he could do or anybody he could talk to that to where he will feel justice. And then and then. Um, uh, one of the students who who was um helping us with the situation, he was like, 
He was like, we can't have a sit down because what's going to happen? What's going to happen is uh, such and such person is going to ask these two students to sit down and talk about it. And that can't happen. And I, it just hit me. I was like, whoa. Because we, we work on do, two different spectrums. Yeah, we can't even handle this in, in the same way. We like This needs to happen like totally different than what's than what's um normal for media mm-hmm. you know so from that um i it just it, that's when it occurred to me things need to happen things yeah. need to put it be put in place um on moody's side that will cater to black culture and and that's what we're that's what i'm working on as vice president of of embrace um is to hopefully gather gather stories from um the black students on campus and mm-hmm. what they feel like they they want to they want to happen in order for them to feel comfortable being here um and and just if just in this little space of of a christian campus is rep can't even be representative of what's on uh-huh. a larger scale yeah. like uh, in a country in the country of the USA you know and and it's like where is what can we do as Christians, not as black folks, not as white folks, but as Christians to push the narrative of, hey, we could be unified mm-hmm. and love one another in our context of, yeah. of American culture, you know, yeah. because that's what it is. Like, there's no more, it, there's no more mm-hmm. African-American, bro, my great, 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 my great, great, great grandmother um was a slave great great grandmother yeah great 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 grandmother yeah so yeah. three 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 generations of grandmothers right 150 years ago yeah, yeah. so so like and i i could guarantee that she was born here too so how far back is african is my african lineage mm-hmm. so i count myself as an american like mm-hmm. I, I am i am american first um, before black, you know, mm-hmm. because I was born here. All I know is is America. All I know is the United States. And I, quite frankly, I love my, I love the country uh, for all its ups and downs. I love the country. Yeah, you know. So I'm an American. So what does it mean to be black in America? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to have my the culture of black being black in America? And yeah. all this like just kind of cropped up coming here to Moody. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting as we look at Black History Month, as we look back at what is taking place, and we live in the now, we live in the here, we live in the present of what we actually can change for the future of ourselves and for our children, and for those generations to come. It's it's understanding how can we push the bounds, or how can we erase the bounds rather, mm-hmm. to be more inclusive in the sense of we have brothers and sisters in the faith. Who are of different backgrounds or who are of different contexts and cultures and subgroups? How do we live in such a manner in the overall church, in certain situations that's honoring to the majority group, mm-hmm. but not dismissing of the smaller subgroups who fall into minorities mm-hmm. in the in the in the organization or in the congregation, or in the location? Yeah, and it's 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 not easy oh, because no everybody has a different view. Everybody has a different, um, again, a different context, a different uh, uh, lifestyle, different growing up. You know, like like everybody's different. 
Um, and that's why it's important to have a foundation of the Bible, because the Bible is yeah. the source of our uh, is the source of our peace. The Bible mm-hmm. is the source of our of, of justice. is is the reminder that God has the last word, you know. And and that's what I had to remind that student. I was I had to let him know after like a, a good you know I didn't start with that because I didn't want to just church him you know or what mm. what's that what's that word you Jesus know juke yeah Jesus juke yeah, yeah that's what it is I don't want to Jesus juke him like because this is a real situation but I had to remind him yes there is no justice you're not gonna be able to see this person get expelled or yeah. or anything because it's not gonna happen but you know what is gonna happen he's gonna have to pay for that when he goes to the bema seat assuming that he is christian you know i had to say not to say that things haven't happened and that things aren't taking place and meetings aren't happening and mm-hmm. things are happening things are taking place there have been meetings there has been conversations yes that are going on yes and, and they don't cause an immediate shift and change because we are an organization here at Moody bible institute yes there are proper procedures we need to take to have things implemented yes and i want to say the same for the church now hear me out the church has to conduct itself in a manner primarily that allows its congregates to pour into its community. And the shifts we have as we begin to reflect our community more so is what we do. But we can't dismiss the fact that there are brothers and sisters over this country who experience certain things, and we as believers join alongside them no matter where they are mm-hmm. in that situation and help them walk in that in light of who God calls us, yes. who God calls them, while looking back at both the history of scripture and what's taking place to make sense of what's going on now, while looking back at our own history to see where we messed up and own up to it. Because mm-hmm. before you can move forward, you must acknowledge what you've done Yes. in order to proceed forward and move in a manner that is now honoring to our new understanding of what's going on. Yes. And um, in that that's actually very well said. Um, it, you have to understand where you're at before you can move on. Mm-hmm. And um, for, for that student, you know, to understand where he's at you know fighting isn't gonna happen mm. you're not gonna see the type of justice that you want that you're looking mm-hmm. you know um it, whether of, on god's end or on the end of moody like they are doing things like the the moody um I, at least it, i had the rs um um what's his RDs name rd yeah sorry. rd rd um which is the resident resident director mm-hmm. um he came to me and said, hey, things are being done. Uh, people are being talked to. You know, so that was refreshing to hear. But um, definitely, um, it's it's not the same. I would say yeah. that. It's not the same for, for what we want to see um, in, in the black culture or yeah. what, he would, what he would want. You yeah. Know? And just because it's not what we want doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's not good. Yeah. I, I think that's what we have to remember in context of everything. At least it's not what it was before. Mm-hmm. Like, at least we actually have filtered water now, and we're not drinking the same water as dogs. Yeah. Like, things, maybe it's not the best, maybe it's not um, BG water or pH 7 balanced water, but it is good drinking water, and it's not going to cause us to be vomiting all the time. Yeah, and and it's, it's, it's good. Um, so, um, we don't have, I mean, we have to end the episode. It's getting a little rather long. But uh, we and we don't have today any world news or anything. But we're gonna definitely try to bring some next week. Um, so be on the lookout for that. 
and we're going to talk about a little bit more about Black History Month. Um, we are we have a few events coming up that I'm really excited for. Um, one of the main one is uh, Charlie Gates is going to be coming to Moody to uh, preach a sermon. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, and many other events as well. So um, stay tuned for next time. And I really hope and pray for you guys and your futures. Don't forget, Christianity isn't a religion. It's a relation that God chose to reestablish with his children.